We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome into the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire, joined once again by Ryan Belangi today to talk about Tuesday's Italy versus Spain showdown in the Euro semifinal. Ryan, I was saying to you just before that I realized something as I was getting ready for this podcast that the last time Italy was on a showdown slate, you won it. Hey, yeah. <laughs> um, we had been saying that... Uh, all it takes is one slate to erase uh, two two tough weeks and uh, get you back into the green, and that's what happened. Got fortunate to take down uh, the Belgium-Italy showdown a couple nights ago for a little over 7,000. Um, did so with a cheap captain, so we can get into that, uh, I guess, strategy for today's showdown and whether it's viable or not. So we were talking, uh, or actually, so that game was during our podcast. And so we finished and you were like, wait a minute, I'm in first right now. And mm-hmm. this was, uh, it was either still halftime or, uh, you know, we had plenty of game left. And you were like, well, at least I get a sweat here uh, because showdown, you know, standings move so much that, you know, winning at halftime doesn't always mean everything. Uh, but then the game ended. And you were still there. And so it, it was fun. unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe once or twice that I, I, I've had a lineup hang on that was leading at halftime. Um, pretty crazy. The The construction helped quite a bit. Uh, also, Barella helped quite a bit, uh, who ended up as the game's top scorer. And I had yeah. him as the captain. Um, the slate ended though. I think the slate ended and I was up 0.02, you know, just waiting on that stack correction. And there was one and ended up winning by 0.01. So as close of a margin as you can get, but we will definitely take it. Of course. Of course. I remember looking at that lineup thinking to myself, I, there's no way I get to a Barella captain lineup. Uh, and that's more on me than it is on, on, what can happen. But I think what I underestimate in building GPP lineups for showdown is I, maybe I underestimate what can happen. And so I kind of go through the, 
what should happen or what I think will happen. And I don't give nearly enough thought to what could happen. And a Barella captain lineup fully falls in that range that I was like, I'm not even sure I would have rostered Barella, let alone a captain. But we've seen he had scored earlier in the tournament. We know that he he can score a goal. And as soon as I saw that lineup, and particularly with that lineup, and it kind of applies a little bit for this Italy-Spain one, if you can find the lowest priced guy who ends up being the highest scoring player and use him as captain, then you can play anyone you want. Mm -hmm. And so I'm here to learn as much as everybody else who's listening. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about that construction a little bit. because I think just in general, people underestimate or overestimate the importance of the captain spot or what you, how many points you really need there. Um, but yeah, let's, I'll say, I'll save that. I, I, I'm going to talk about that uh, after we get into it. Yeah. So we have obviously the single game, Italy, Spain, uh, Italy favored, but it's close. I think we're, it's certainly going to be the closer of the two semifinals. I think England are bigger favorite uh, over Denmark, but obviously we're at a point in the tournament where we have two very good teams. So I don't even know, like there's no reason to go into like whether one's better or not. These are two very good teams. There are some injury situations that could open up some starting spots for people, but generally this should be close. And I think, You've said it before that people don't utilize goalkeeper enough in showdown. I don't think that's going to be the case in this game. Like, I think people are going to be willing to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, they, they should be willing to go there. Goalkeeper on both sides, yeah, is a great option. Um, yeah, Spain, or sorry, Italy, slight favorites. Uh, total hovering around 2.25 with a little bit of juice on the under. Yeah, two good teams. You're right. Um, wouldn't be surprising to see any of them win one nothing, two one, one one. You know, uh, like you said, it, we don't really need to get into who's better or who's going to win. I mean, we don't know just as much as everyone else doesn't know. Just make sure these showdown lineups. You're planning for an exact score, and then make a lineup that fits that. I love that strategy. I love it. Um, so I, I actually made a lineup earlier, and I think GPP versus cash lineups in Showdown, we've said kind of for for classic slates, you can generally start with a cash lineup and make a tweak or two, and it makes it much more of a GPP lineup. For GPP lineups in Showdown, and we have this this main tournament for tomorrow, entry. It's just over 10,000 entries. I don't think a slightly changed cash lineup is going to win this showdown. So how, I mean, we've got a 150 max entry. So I think we're going to see pretty much every lineup you can come up with is going to be thrown out here. Are there any that you think are more popular than others? Yeah. Okay. So first Let's just say, yeah, the 150 lineup max entry. Um, People have still been winning solo and a lot of showdowns, the nuts doesn't even hit. The showdown that I just won was not the nuts. 
Um, and then also with such a big first prize, 50K, um, normally I'm someone who will try to avoid the most chalky lineups because I don't want to tie with a lot of people. Uh, when there's 50K to first, I think tying is a little bit more okay. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say if, if, you know, if you usually try to avoid those super chalky lineups, play, play a few of them if you want, if you really like them. A tie is not so bad today. And the super chalky lineups I'm talking about are like uh, the one nil lineups that play for the clean sheet with the goalie, two defenders and the set piece takers. Um, those are always the chalkiest, whether yeah. it's with the goalie captain or with uh, one of the set piece takers or center forwards uh, as the captain. Those 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 lineups that leave you know 200 salary left, 100, 300, something like that. Um, those are what I think would be the most popular lineups. Um, and yeah, I think they're still okay. Like yeah, sh share that 50k will be nice either way. Um, so I'll go back to what I was saying and relate it to the last, the last Italy slate, uh, the one that I won with the Barella captain. Um, was actually very fortunate to still win that one. Um, I, I wasn't planning on Barella to be the slate's highest score. I mean, not not at all. Um, for instance, or for example, let's just think back to that last showdown. Um, the lineup that was chasing me was an Insignia captain. Well, there was a few of them, but an Insignia captain. And the only difference in the lineup was um, it had Jorginho and mine had Chiesa. So the reason why Captain Barella was to fit those expensive, all those expensive players, KDB and Lukaku from Belgium, and then the two set piece takers from Italy, uh, Insignia and Verratti. And then it got me Chiesa. Um, so... I play around with the scores a little bit, or at least some some projections to f to figure out like what's going to be viable. For example, like if Insignia scores twenty points and Barella scores eight, um, you're down six points against the Insignia captain, uh, getting getting the one point five x. And the only difference in that lineup is Chiesa versus Jorginho or everyone. Jorginho and under everyone in that range so he just has to score or Chiesa just has to outscore that whole range by six points to make that that lineup uh better or optimal even and I think people um don't think of that a lot of times that like Insignia or KDB or Lukaku or whoever it was they can score 25 even and um if your cheap captain scores 10 that's like a big difference but it doesn't matter if uh, the construction's right, where if there's going to be a gap, um, all the expensive players do well, and then sort of no one in the mid-range does well, and um, you get, I guess, the highest scoring punt. Um, this slate, it doesn't seem quite as optimal. Like I was playing around with cheaper captains, and the sacrifice um, or sorry, what it gets you is like, it gets you like Emerson or Barella or Aspiliqueta instead of like 
Pedri or Busquets. And like, to me, that's not like, it's not like getting Chiesa um, instead, instead of Pedri or Busquets. So like, while it still can happen, I, I don't love it as much on this slate. Like when I, when I roster cheaper captains, I'm looking for like all the expensive players to do well. Like you need Insigne to do well, Torres, Immobile to score, maybe Marata to score too. So if you're going to play a cheaper captain, it can work, but it's going to work in games that are two to two. Um, you need like your cheap guy, like say it's Pedri or Busquets or Jorginho to maybe get an assist and end up with 10 points. And if all those expensive guys like score 25, you might think you would need that as a captain, but a lot of times you don't, you just need to be able to fit it all in the lineup. Right. Because everybody who's captaining one of the expensive guys doesn't have all of them like you do. Exactly. Um, and I know that that was like, like a, a bit confusing. I was thinking of like a million things, but it's very uh, easy exactly. to just, it's very like when I first started playing showdowns in all the sports, I would literally just write out on a piece of paper, like projection ranges for each guys and then like figure out what they need in the captain spot to, to be optimal over a different captain. Like um, just sort of do the two V two um, on paper and see, see what comes out ahead basically. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Like I don't think enough people do the two V two. They just kind of look at, well, if, if the guy I captain scores 10 and the cheap, you know, if the cheap guy scores 10 and the expensive guy who I want to captain scores 20, then I'm dead. They don't mm -hmm. actually consider the other, the other one in the two V two. And it's, if it gets you the difference between, you know, Jorginho and KDB, that's a huge difference. Like that'll make it up. And so uh, you're going to want that, that other side, the KDB side, because you can make it up even without the multiplier. Right. Um, so yeah, then w when I first look at this slate, um, it just like, you're going to need goals for like a construction like that to work because um, the expensive attackers on both sides get subbed and they don't put up like huge floors, you know, like, um, like a KDB for instance, or yeah. um, so you need like you need a score line that has goals and assists for all those guys um and then it and then it would be viable yep uh before i go in to my next question i i would be remiss if i didn't mention that the top prize of this main gpp is fifty thousand. you also get a king of the cup ticket sixth place is five hundred dollars mm -hmm. which is just absolutely wild to me to see fifty thousand to five hundred in five spots down. But anyway, it's question. really bad. Yeah, it's 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 really bad. Um again, makes tying for first perfectly okay. Right. Right. Although right, and so if you if you have the sixth highest scoring lineup, you're probably still not even getting 500 on that. <laughs> right. No, you're not. You're not. So So anyway, uh the because we don't expect a lot of goals in this slate or in this game, excuse me. How popular do you think the Donnarumma or Simone captain lineups are? Oh yeah. Uh, you brought, yeah, I, you brought up goalie. Um, yeah, I think they will be popular. Um, 
And they should be. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope they're not. But yeah, like I'll, they're two of the guys that I look to captain first. Um, not only are they a great price, but like the winning goalkeeper is like very, very likely to be on the winner. Yeah. Um, if I didn't captain the goalie, I'd still try to get goalie in most of my lineups. I mean, again, unless you're playing for 2-2 um, or even 2-1. Um, but, yeah, I think – like it just – it seems like a slate where it's going to be tough for six of the players to score in double digits, and it's pretty easy for the keepers to get there. I mean, even if they allow a goal mm-hmm. – um, and and the the salaries are like they're cheap. Like if you just look at the guys that they're uh, in the same range with. So yeah, to your question about captain, they make for great captains too. Um, if either of them keep a clean sheet, uh, yeah, it's you know they have a chance to just be the highest overall. Uh, score on the slate so I do yeah I think it'll be popular uh, and it should be but there's ways to there's ways to differentiate at least a little bit I think I think one of the things that people over underestimate overestimate whatever it was yeah I think what people get wrong is that if a goalie gives up a goal he's dead and on a showdown I think particularly this one and it's just like you said, if you look at the players who are priced around the goalies, the path to, I don't even want to call it 10 points. Let's call it six to 10. Yeah. For Donnarumma or Simone, I mean, they're in the, the range with Jordi Alba. They're cheaper than Spinazzola. And Donnarumma is, is more expensive. So he's 6,400. Simone's 6,000. Close game. They're going to be closely priced. But like Barella's below him. Urente, like these are guys who can have good games, but you know, if, if they don't get on the, if you're only relying on the floors of those guys, the goalies are kind of in that range as well. And the ceilings are probably similar. If, you know, if, if Italy gets a one, nothing clean sheet, you know, one, nothing win, Donnarumma is going to be in the 20 range and anybody who scores a goal in that salary range too, probably ends up in the same spot. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I just thought of like a lineup that I make in those situations. Um, and some other people do this too, but you know, take one of your common lineups, like let's say um, it's an Italy to win one, nothing lineup and Insignia or Immobile and Ki- or Chiesa, one of those three are the goal scorer. Um, you know, the, the, the lineup that you would want is them captain with Donnarumma and a couple defenders, maybe. Um, you can take that exact lineup and just switch the captain, uh, wh- whichever Italy forward, switch to Donnarumma, and you're going to have like, I don't know, 3K salary left or like something like a lot. It'll, it, will yeah. help you, it will help you get different. Um, and like you said, they have a, a good chance to just be the slate's overall top scorer. So um, I like to do that sometimes. Um, oh yeah. And the, the other thing, um, about you said, yeah, if they give up a goal, a lot of p- times people don't, don't want to include the goalie in the lineup where they aren't playing for a clean sheet. Um, I was fortunate enough in that Italy Belgium showdown that no one did that. 
I didn't have the nuts. All you had to do was switch Dunarama in my lineup in for Chiesa and you win all the money solo. So it, it, it was nice that nobody did that. And I, and I understood why. I mean, um, people would, you wouldn't captain Barella necessarily um, if you were going to make lineups like that. But, um, and the goalies too, one more, one more thing about the goalies, they, um, they go 120 minutes and in shootouts, they get points for those shootout saves. So, I mean, it's something. Yeah. No, I think that's a great point too, uh, for sure. So I made a lineup to start and my, the first one I went through was more of a, what I thought was a cash build and landed right on zero salary remaining. Should I just throw that out for GPP um, <laughs> or for this, this big GPP? Yeah, maybe, I guess it depends what it is. Um, I mean, I want to have you just tell me the whole lineup, but yeah, just zero salary left. I think there are some that can work. Okay. Like, okay. My Barella captain had zero salary left. Um, it was one of the reasons I, I almost didn't put it in. It was the last lineup I put in. It was one of those, it was just so satisfying. Um, I, I, I was avoiding putting it in, avoiding putting it in just cause it had zero salary left, but it was just the only way to afford all of the guys that I wanted. So I just did it and man, I would have been so tilted if I didn't. So I guess what I'm saying is like, if it's the best lineup and it ties, who cares? But um, I guess also I've never played showdown cash in soccer, not even once. So I don't even know like how to build the best lineups necessarily. I, I know who most of the players are, but I guess maybe I'm not quite sure what you mean. I think generally you start with both set piece takers or as many as you can get if they split. And then you kind of, the salary kind of works your way down that way. But generally, like on this slate, I don't think anybody plays in cash. I don't think you play Immobile over Insignia. You don't play Murata over Danny Olmo. You know, it's like moves like that. that right. Okay. Because with, with cash, you want to usually not think about goals. And obviously there are situations where you put, you need goal upside in your lineup. But I think almost on this slate that in cash, nobody plays the, the goal scores because you can, you can get the set piece takers. And then it kind of goes into what we were talking about before. Do you play the goalies or not? Yeah. And, and I was that's where it like differentiates. for cash um, in games like this, I don't know. I can see people not playing goalies. Goalies seem don't really seem like a cash play, but I guess it depends on the price and I guess the who's priced around them. Um, but yeah, like can a lineup like that work? Um, well, if it doesn't have goalies, it needs goals um, right. from both sides. Um, we have some set piece takers that can score goals in this game. Uh, I guess we'll just like run through it. Insignia, Verratti actually took one more corner. I think he took three and Insignia took two um, in the game against Belgium. So that's pretty notable. I, uh, we had been just sort of saying that in, Insignia would have a majority of them. 
Um, the Spanish set piece situation, it, it looks like Danny almost going to start in place of Sarabia. I guess we didn't talk about that. Um, yeah. Almost took five corners when he came on. Koke had four, um, but I'm not sure what the split was when they were both on the pitch. I, I, I know that Koke wasn't on the pitch for a lot of the time that Almo was, although Almo did come on at half, so they'd probably split anyways, considering they take with opposite feet. Um, so I've, I had one, one more thing I was going to say. Um, I don't know. I'm yeah, drawing they, a blank. Help, yeah. help me out here. So the, the cash build, if you, I hate like basically walking people down lineups, but you can, if you play all the set piece takers and you really don't think about the goals, it makes sense to play the goalies. Like you, if you only think that there are going to be floor points in this game, then you don't have to worry about the goalies conceding. And then, you know, you can play for a scoreless 90 minutes and, you know, you can get your clean sheets that way you know, if it's a scoreless through 120, you know, like, and then you have the goalies who are the only ones who get points after that. But we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Like set piece takers make it easier to not worry about goals. And if you're not worrying about goals, that almost just walks you into the playing at least one goal. Yeah, I mean, it just—it seems to make sense to me. I, I always like playing the goalies in these showdowns for for all the reasons we've talked about. Yeah. Um, so, like, if it's 
if it's at least viable in cash, then yeah, I, I like I like going there. Uh, they're just yeah, they're, they're safer in these games when you have a lot of subs and games going to extra time and even not going to extra time. There's just not that many guys that put up huge games from a floor perspective. Right. Um, we'll say Danny Almo. I mean, put Danny Almo put up twenty two floor points. Uh, when he came on against Switzerland, 22. Um, I wouldn't expect that against Italy, but that's that's notable. Yeah, he he finished less than a point under his previous game when he had two assists. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, I think, like, I'm just trying to go through thinking to myself, like, who are going to be the popular guys? And I feel like okay. it has to be... Olmo, after these two games, if he starts, especially with set pieces, Insignia has been popular on every slate he's on. So it's I, it's basically those two, I think, are the first two from each team. Yes. You think about Koke, like, I think Koke is more popular in cash than he is in GPP. And I think that's, he should be. The, the upside is completely assist dependent. Uh, not to say Olmo has been scoring goals, but it, you know, he's, he's just more of an attacking player. He's playing in the front three as opposed mm-hmm. to Koke. And then kind of after that, I'm not sure like who jumps out. Like, I think you just try to correlate those two. At least I think that's where most people go. So like, if you play Insignia, you play Chiesa with him or um, Immobile, or if you play uh, Olmo, maybe you pair him with Murata. If he starts, like, I just think you kind of, pick one guy and then it's like, who makes sense with him? It doesn't have to be just one player also, but you yeah. at least need somewhere to start. Um, right. You need somewhere to start. Um, I think in, in Senia, he will be um, the most popular player from Italy. And like you said, Almo, he's um, the way we have been, the way we had been thinking about Sarabia on the last couple slates. I mean, that's what Almo is now. Yeah. If not, even a little better. I don't know. I, I think of him as the same. Um, a decent starting point seems like like if you just want to um, – for either team. Um, Almo and Chiesa are priced right next to each other, 8K and 7K. They're both the cheapest out of the front three um, for their respective teams. So if you want to make – I think that's a good starting point. Um try to make like a one, one lineup or a two, two lineup in that game and just see um, what price points fit in your lineup. Um, going below that. Yeah. Koke and Verratti, I think both pretty good options too, even for GPP. Um, I agree that like, you don't love Koke as much, um, but he can still, He's still viable. Like I, I like I like playing Italy clean sheet teams that have both Koke and Almo. Um, if Italy go up one nothing early, those two guys from Spain are likely to be on the winner chasing the game. Jordi Alba can fall into that category too. Sure. Um, this middle range, yeah, like I don't love. That's why I, I was saying before 
um, that cheap captain. I wasn't as sure about it. I guess like it depends how you feel about these players. Barella, Emerson, Aspiliqueta. Um, I like Emerson's not Spinazzola. Um, they're playing against Spain. Um, like I think the the bottom three mids, and I'm talking about Jorginho, Pedri, and even Busquets. Like it's okay to have to go there um instead of that middle range um yeah um so again like when i make these lineups like for a specific score like whether it's one nothing like think of also when that goal is going to come like i mentioned like one nothing italy lineups if they if they score early you're going to want more spain um, as, as the run back, um, if they, you know, if the game is zero, zero until the 70th or 80th minute, um, that's when you might, you can, you can go for five, one stacks and just get all the clean sheets. Um, you know, the set piece takers might be off the field by then. Uh, you can captain goalies in, in that situation. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's help me that, out. That middle range is weird. Like you, so the you winning with a Barella captain lineup, obviously it has nothing to do with this game. But like, it doesn't make you think. I'll just run that back. Um, yeah, I I, I might have to have one or two Barella captains. I mean, he is cheap, so yeah, you can still like, you can still, um, make theoretically better lineups captaining captaining a cheaper player than an expensive player and you don't need them to score as much as the expensive players like we said um barella up to 5600 now he was 48 on the last slate uh part of the reason i liked him um and i guess i uh, ownership percentages too uh make me like some of these guys more on that last slate where i captain barella I was pretty surprised. He was 12% owned, which I thought was really low for that price. And he was 1% captained. Yep. Um, just some of the other Italy guys like Chiesa, for example, 45%. And I think he was like 8% captain. Verratti was also about 45% owned and 70 or sorry, 7% captain. So like, it's always weird to me. It, it's easy to say in hindsight that like Barella was a great play, but to be significantly cheaper and also like a fourth of the ownership and an eighth of the captain ownership, it seems like yeah, those, those are the opportunities or that, that I'm looking for, I guess. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I, I mean, I think you can't underestimate the fact that being unique is going to be so much more beneficial than not. I mean, we were talking about obviously sharing 50,000 is much nicer than, you know, sharing 5,000, but. Right. Um, but you don't want to share You're right with 25 different people and there'll be lineups that are duplicated 30 times. In oh the yeah. Start, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, I think I have one that might be duplicated 300 times. So like, <laughs> there'll uh, be a couple. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's true that you can't, I mean, that doesn't say make dumb lineups, but you, the, thinking about ownership on 
a in a GPP of this size, like we know we just don't get that this many entries in soccer often. And so the planning for uniqueness or building for uniqueness is just not something that we need to do a lot in soccer. And so we need to, this is a time where we need to think of it because there are, you know, 10,000 entries in here. We're not trying yeah. to beat 3,000, it's 10,000. And so. And yeah. start no, I, I agree hundred um, percent. I'm just looking at, I was just playing around with Barella captain um, and those, those him and those cheaper guys, they, they do work. Um, if you make specific lineups like that have Insignia, Ferran Torres, one of uh, one of, or both of Murata or Immobile. So yeah, it, the, those cheap captains are viable, but I would use them with, with that construction um, of having all the expensive players, use them to afford the expensive players, I guess, rather than use them, hoping them that hoping they're the highest uh, score on the slate. Um, like I like it would have won solo last slate. Like we just talked about that, but I normally wouldn't make like a Barella captain that was also playing for a clean sheet with, Donnarumma defenders and the the Spain set piece takers like a lot of times like a goal from a goal from one of these cheaper guys sometimes won't even outscore the keeper in a one nil game like a lot of times often Mm -hmm. so I tend just not to make those type of lineups Again, they have a good chance of winning solo if it happens where Barella ends up the highest score on the slate. Um, but yeah, that, that's rare. Makes sense. Makes sense. Where do you fall on subs? Okay. Um, I like playing subs. Um, the first thing I'll say is that I wouldn't mind if anyone who listens to this never plays subs ever. The the reason, one of the reasons I like them is because nobody plays them. So if you don't want to play subs, please don't play subs. Um, I love making the lineups, the chalk lineups, um, usually for a one nil or two nil game, clean sheet lineups, because, um, you know, okay. So, I'll make a lineup that, like a chalky lineup that has um, Immobile and just do a straight swap for Belotti, like the same lineup. Um, Or the same thing with Murata and Moreno. Like you you need the goal. You're looking for the goal. So I'll do it with center forwards. And um, I'll do it in clean sheet lineups only because for me it's just too risky uh, to – to try to get the goal from the other team. Like I'm not going to play a sub, um, you know, in hopes that they come on with their team down one, nothing that that happens a lot, but you need the goal from the other side. Um, I've seen people do that. Don't love it. It's just your lineups are going to be dead so many times. Yeah. Um, I love playing subs though with on clean sheet teams, either with the keeper captain or with this, with the set piece taker captain and the reason that they're so good is because, well, one, the guys come in at 1% ownership. Yeah. Um, and in these games, especially, uh, if they come on, you know, 70th minute, there's a chance they can play 70 minutes uh, if the game goes 120, yeah. or, you know, at least, at least close. Um, 
But also, if they score, they help. They not they help so much for leverage. Not only because they're low owned, but because they're low owned, the rest of your lineup doesn't have to be perfect. Like not even close. You can have mistakes in the punt spots, and what what I mean is like you don't have to you don't have to um, get the one v one right of if if you want the center back or the center defensive mid or the center back or um, the wing back from the other team. Um, like there can be one, two, three point differences in those guys and um, your sub scoring the goal and say 15 points. Um, and the, the guy that you have him in for, you know, only scored five, six, seven, and he would be optimal most times if nobody played subs. Cause you know, you, you have to fill six players and a, a chalky guy can fail a little bit and still be on the winning lineup. Um, but your sub can just um, erase any mistakes um, from from like the bottom half of your lineup. I if think that made, if that made any sense. I think those that was all great points. Like I think I think people like the idea of they're like, oh, I'll just get a low owned whoever because he's not starting and nobody's going to play him. But if you can get the sub, like if Immobile is going to be really popular, and he comes off and you get Beloti, like that is more leverage than you could ever ask for it's just yeah it's great and i mean it's the best feeling too it's the best (laughs) it's it's honestly it's the best sweat when you play the chalk the one of the chalky lineups and just switch the center forward for who's ever gonna uh be subbed on for them uh yeah there's just there's so much upside there and it's it happens frequently enough where it's not just like you're not just like punting your money. It's it's not just uh, it's not. I guess it's it's more viable than than you even think, and it doesn't hurt you that much. Right. I mean, depending on the player. I mean, we keep saying Belotti because he's been coming in for for Immobile so much, but like Berardi's there too. Could come in for Chiesa or um, right. Like or like yeah. Fine. For me, I I, I do it with. Um, I want my guy to come on first and foremost. So whichever guy I think is like for sure going to come on, um, is where I'll start. Um, and, and who also can score a goal because you don't want, you know, your sub can come on and score you three, four, five points. That's, you need the goal. You, you, you need the goal. Right. You're not, you're not grabbing a sub for 30 minutes of of floor points here. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. My, Um, I've been burned by subs in terms of not playing them. Like one of my best finishes was the Real Madrid Champions League final when Bale came off the bench and scored one or two, the bicycle game. Oh, yeah. So I had the highest scoring non-Bale lineup. Mm -hmm. And it was just like so tilting. But it's like, I look at, I was like, at the time, I'm like, who would would play him? Because he's a sub. And then like over the years, I'm like, that was, yeah. I deserve to lose that one because you knew he yeah. was going on at some point. I had the same thing happen to me a couple times, and that's when I started thinking about about it more. Uh, I would get like, I would get upset too, and like just think, like, how bad is this? Like, how unlucky am I? And then I realized that like it's it, it's act it's an actual strategy. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to realize that it's a good strategy, but I really believe it is a good strategy. We see teams win with subs. I mean quite often but again it's very risky you're Mm -hmm. gonna lose you're gonna lose a lot of the time um 
but it will hit. And, and when it hits, um, you're going to win solo. I remember I had, I had the best lineup in, in the first, in the, in the premier league kickoff this season, they ran a huge showdown. It was man city versus Arsenal with 50 K to first. I had the best lineup that didn't have a sub, but, uh, Phil Foden came on in that game and scored a brace in the second half and a guy won 50,000 solo. So yeah. And in these games where, you know, at least they project to be cagey, you can see it nil nil into the second half. Um, when these set piece takers and these attackers, um, you know, they, they have four points, five points and they get subbed off. I mean, you're just sitting so pretty when your sub comes on in that, in that scenario. Yeah, I think the the most important thing is just thinking, remembering that you're really playing this sub for upside. Like, don't. Right. The the most important thing, yeah, is that. And think about the lineup that it's in. Like, it needs to work with the rest of your lineup. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you're thinking like, oh, Koke is not going to play 90. Let me get a sub Tiago. It's like, that's, <laughs> that's right. not what we're here for. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> So I think most people are going to build like three, three lineups. Like I think there's, the game is too close. And if, how much do you put into, if you think the game is close, like you have to have a, an even lineup of players. Like, even if you, like, if you think Italy wins this game two one or even, you know, in, in penalties, does that mean, you have to have like a balanced lineup or do you think you can just say, no, I'm going to play five, one Italy. And maybe that turns out, even if the game turns out to be only one, nothing or one, one in extra time. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Normally I don't put too much stock into the three, three or four, two or, or whatever balanced construction, I guess. Um, Price ranges and I guess just the fact, like, I don't know how to say it, but uh, in in a, in a, in all different scenarios, like a five-one for Italy can can get there in a lot of ways. Um, like in, in soccer, there's uh, this. Okay, like. In, if you compare it to um, like NBA or NFL, where there's going to be a close game, it means like there's for sure going to be points on both sides. There's for sure going to be people doing things on other sides uh, or on each side. In this game, the game can be close, like, and that doesn't really matter. Um, like if a if someone in the low range is just a better play, like it 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 doesn't. I don't, I don't pay attention to it. I guess is the is the best way. Uh, I mean, I'll think about it if I'm making like a clean, clean sheet lineup, but mm -hmm. if I'm, no, I don't go into it thinking like this is a three, three, um, slate. Um, I might like, like I'll, if, the, like I'll take players from each side that like, I think are going to be in the winning lineup a lot. Like, like you were saying, like start with a cash build. And if I can have like an even distribution of those players, then like maybe, but it's tough to afford with, with the salaries. Um, 
So like floors are so variable for the rest of the players that I don't think it really matters too much. Okay. That's what I figured, but I don't know. That was a terrible, terrible answer, but (laughs) really bad, really bad. I just, just overall, I don't think it matters too much, I guess. Yeah, no, I know. But I think that's the answer that I think people start to worry too much about how many they have on each side. Like we've seen instances where teams win one, nothing with 30% possession. And in those situations, then you need the goal scorer maybe the goalie of this winning team, but like all of the fantasy points are on the other side on the yeah, losing. And, and it, it, okay. And it matters when the goal happens. Sure. Um, let's say like there's a fifth minute goal in this game and it's unassisted. Um, it's possible that only that goal score will be viable from like if, if Immobile scores in the fifth minute, um, he might be the only Italy player that gets there. Um, or, but, on the other end of that, if if you know a team's dominating for 85 minutes before they get their goal, then then it might be five one the other way. Right. So just I guess make your lineup um, make sense like when the goal happens, I guess, and then what's going to happen after that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think the most important thing is that if you look at your lineup and you're like, I have no idea how a game has to play out for this lineup to work, then you might have to rework your lineup. That's yeah, that's a good point. And, and that, that happens. Yeah, that happens quite a bit. Like even like uh, I'm trying to fit set piece guys in and you're looking at it and like, man, this seems pretty hard for this to happen. Then, yeah, just just go another route. Right. Like I'm thinking if if you go Murata, Immobile, Donnarumma, Simone, that doesn't seem like a path where they all can reach a ceiling. Right. That's right. That seems very hard. Um, Center forwards. Yeah. Center forwards with the opposite goalie usually doesn't get there. Usually not. So now that I've clinched that to work for the, uh, (laughs) for 50,000 tomorrow, if anybody has any follow-up questions for me or Ryan, you can find us in the Rotowire discord, which is open for all subscribers. Just go to rotowire.com slash chat to get in there. If you're not a subscriber and would like to try us out for free for 10 days, just go to rotowire.com slash soccer trial. Gets you access to all of the sports that we cover, as well as all the soccer we cover, not just Euros and that Discord chat. So definitely check that out. If you're watching on YouTube, if you could please hit the like button below. And if you're listening on the regular audio version of the podcast, if you could please rate and review it, if you have not already, wherever you listen. Ryan, thank you for that. Uh, good luck tomorrow. And we'll be back tomorrow to show, to preview Denmark and Italy, and England. Excuse me. Thanks, Andrew. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.